Hey Andy, did you hear? Last night was so cold that hell froze over. Yeah, and when I woke up today, there were flying pigs outside my window. Can today get any stranger? Ha! <laughs> to top this, something extreme would need to happen. Something like... Convicting, convicting a, a cop, cop of murder? Podcast Yggdrasil. And we're back. Yes. Rather quickly. Rather quickly. Just a few days this time. Yes. No more month-long waits. You've entered the golden circle. The golden age of Podcast Yggdrasil. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bold claim to make ten episodes in. Hey, it's episode ten. That's like... That's a benchmark. Celebration. Yeah, I mean... There should be cake. Do I look like a man who doesn't get enough cake? (laughs) That's why you should have brought one. (laughs) (laughs) No more cake for Andy. No. Speaking of somebody who's not going to eat cake in quite some time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, It's kind of strange. I think this is the first episode we're doing that's... uh, Where the subject is, dare I say uplifting and positive i mean there was trump losing the election yeah i mean yeah that's good yeah yeah that's true he lost the election well but there was also the fact that biden was elected president so but but yeah true true the the bigger story was trump losing the election i mean i I believe we did call him uh, call the the newly elected president uh, mr not donald trump so yeah he is indeed but uh, yeah this time we're uh, Gonna talk about something good that happened. We're gonna talk about law and order, the importance of justice, putting hard criminals behind bars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting away with murder? Nah, no more of that. We'll see, I guess. Especially with like a hundred witnesses and cameras I mean, displaying the whole damn thing. It's not every day you get to see a murder being committed on live on TV. In uh, slow motion. Yeah, over the course of nine minutes. And I know we shouldn't be chuckling when talking about this because, you know, a man was murdered. Uh, but honestly, this world is too damn ridiculous not to laugh at it sometimes. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, this scenario is kind of like the litmus test if like a cop can even be convicted for killings. In America, I feel like if there hadn't been a conviction here, they could just like shoot people randomly in the street, and like people wouldn't care at that point. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, if if this had been allowed to pass, how the fuck would you convict any police officer of murder after like, it? Because well, what, what would you have to do? What crime would needed to be criming for it to be considered a crime? Yeah, like would you have to? I don't even know how to, would you have to shout I am killing you? <laughs> I am committing murder. Please lies stop resisting. <laughs> uh okay, uh for anyone not aware of what we're talking about, uh a couple of days ago, uh Derek Chauvin, the man the man, the police officer who murdered uh George Floyd. Which we now can say legally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can say it and not risk being sued. Well, that's in America. We're in Norway, so we're kind of safe. I'm pretty sure when we like did a mock episode of this like last summer, like trying the gear, we probably called him a murderer back then as well. Fuck yeah, we did. He's a murderer. Uh, But yeah, 
Derek Chauvin, the guy who murdered George Floyd with the help of three, uh, three colleagues, he has been convicted of second and third degree murder, I think. And uh, he hasn't gotten his sentence yet. That will be in about two weeks. So, by all means, uh, we're not out of, the, out of the woods yet, so to speak. Because, sure, he's been convicted, but we don't know how many years he's going to get. Uh, if there's any justice to be had, he's going to... Well, if, if there was any justice, he would be spending the rest of his life behind bars. Uh, but I hope we're getting at least a decade of prison time for him. Yeah, I'm not sure what's the the regular norm to, to get when you commit a second-degree murder, but, I mean, it's probably not going to be out before Christmas. No, uh, and yeah, that's the strange thing, strange, uh, thing about the justice system in America, because, you know, you can get convict, uh, you can get sentenced to, like, 740 years in prison, <laughs> depending on how many crimes yeah. you commit. So, I, I don't know what the... Um, what the what, how many years he's risking, but it's got to be at least a decade. Yeah, I think mm. you. I think you can easily get twenty years in prison for. I think you might be getting your hopes up. Uh, well, then protests, protests, and riots. This motherfucker needs to go, and he needs to rot in jail. I mean, let's be honest. The only reason he's on trial is because protests and riots. Yeah, that's that's an important note here, because. There's no fucking way this guy would be even... He wouldn't even lose his job if this hadn't turned into you yeah, know, like, a month-long protest. People were already in the streets and they were like, nah, he didn't die of the arrests. Like, he was breathing just fine. He probably just had a heart attack or something. Well, Matthew, if he wanted to avoid getting murdered by the police, then maybe he shouldn't be such a vicious criminal. He did pass bad checks after all. Mm. Wasn't that what he was... I think that was what George Floyd was accused of. He'd and been he was some... a bit on drugs. Uh, uh, he was? Yeah, I believe he was uh, yeah, okay. uh, at the time. But... Yeah, totally out of control, yeah. And of course, his worst offense of all, he was black. A yes. black male at that. Uh, but yeah, so this guy is going to see prison. That's good. Nice. Um, good riddance, you piece of garbage uh how do you feel about it matthew i mean there's i mean it's, it's good that it's happening it's it's a tiny part of me that kind of wanted it to like if he didn't get convicted one or two things would happen either everybody in america would lose their shit so hard there would have to be like genuine reforms that changes things uh, yeah, you or, mean you're curious to see? Yeah, or yeah. or they would like you know just give up because I feel like this is kind of an interesting case because blacks being murdered when they're unarmed by the police. I feel like that's one of the thing as you know some of as as people who are not lived or raised in America. It's kind of like one of those things we'd like it always happens over there and everybody like pretend that they care but they like move on like you know. If there's a mass shooting, everybody thinks it's really sad, and then they move on. It's kind of like, you know, one of the everyday things in America that we think are strange, but seems to be happening again and again. But when this happened, and especially when they said, you know, it, he didn't die during the arrest, there was kind of like, fuck no, we draw a line in the sand right here. Mm. 
Yeah, and uh, like you said, it's been normalized. Like this kind of thing happening. Just just yesterday, I think. Yesterday or the day before, they killed a 16-year-old girl, I think. Yeah. Uh, granted, she was full-on stabbing a bitch. <laughs> like, uh, by all means, I, I'm all for shitting on the, the US, US police. But if you're actively stabbing someone, I don't yeah. give a fuck how old you are. You, you're going you're gonna to get a bullet. That, that example is... At least more. You can make arguments on the, yeah, both I mean, sides. There. That, at least that's up for debate. I mean, yeah. yeah personally, I'm. If you're caught stabbing someone, uh, it may not be right. But you, if you get shot, you can't really say, ah, this was unfair. You gotta, yeah. If <laughs> if you're stabbing someone, you're gonna, you might get shot. But but yeah, let's keep this uh, at uh, with George Floyd. Because he wasn't doing anything when he got murdered. I mean, he wasn't resisting. He wasn't. He wasn't armed. I mean, the, he, the pretty much the only thing he did was like begging for his life. Yeah, I mean, he died. He was murdered over the course of like nine minutes. That's a long time to, you know, die. Yeah. People, especially it, when you have like a whole crowd telling the perpetrators. I guess we should call them here and not police. The fact that you know. He's not being able to breathe. You're killing him. Mm. Like it's, it was definitely time to reflect on the actions and adjust them. Mm. And it's, it's weird because uh, I, I we mean, concluded very early that you know this was a murder because you know it was filmed and the guy was standing on his neck. Uh, so we all agree that it was murder. Okay, we don't all agree. <laughs> That's kind of part of the problem here. Yeah. But uh, most of us, you know, the people with intact souls and, you know, moral compasses, they realize that, yeah, this guy... People who believe in law and order and justice. Yeah. Uh, this guy fucking murdered a man. And uh, I, I just... I got to thinking. If... Uh, yeah, uh, let's say this happens again. A... Another cop uh, puts his knee uh, on the neck of someone being arrested. Same situation, same exact situation. Uh, the person starts struggling to breathe. Uh, they start dying, like George Floyd did. If someone goes up and you know kicks that cop in the face eight minutes in or shoots them, what would happen? Like, I mean, for, uh, we know what would happen. That person would instantly be <laughs> riddled with bullets. But from a legal standpoint. How would this be dealt with? Because we've already established that, hey, this has happened before. I mean, in my hypothetical scenario, this has happened before and it was murder. And yeah, I mean, we all have a societal duty to, you know, to inter inter uh, intervene and stop murders from being committed. So if someone did this, just ran up and fucking drop kicked this hypothetical police officer in the face to get him off this person and stop murdering them... How would we deal with them in the in a legal sense? I mean, the sad part is, you know, this is not even the first guy getting like choked oh. to death by the police I mean, in I mean, public. Yeah, and I mean, this has happened in Norway too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Ubiura. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get, uh, or the the policeman in that. Like, I think he. I'm not sure if he's still on the force, but there was no sentences or no. He probably got to retire. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting situation and with a backdrop of just pure sadness because I mean, a man died. But you, you would want situations where, like, you know, people stand up for 
uh, for for you know citizens arrests yeah. kind, kind, kind of noise. But the problem is, I think you know, you can't, as you when you made the example, anybody trying to interfere would probably just be shot. Yeah, but yeah, because that that's the thing. No one would ever try that because they would be murdered. <laughs> But uh, assuming that wouldn't doesn't happen, and the person you know intervenes and saves the arrestee's life, uh, how would we deal with that? Like, because the knee-jerk reaction of the American justice system whenever a cop is attacked in any way is to throw the book at whoever attacked them. Oh yeah, Fox uh, News would make lots of segments about all these people interrupting police work and. Making crimes easier. Mm, obstructing justice. And especially if the person was black. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that helps. Maybe if the person was white, he would like, oh, he did some good thing good. This white civilian was obviously confused when they intervened at the hands of justice. Unlike this Negro over here who got his blackness all over a situation and got himself killed. <sighs> Goddamn. Yeah. America's a weird country. I'm so happy I don't live there, Matthew. I, I would be dead. I mean, not because I'm like some badass who would intervene or something. I've just got too big of a mouth and too small of a brain. Yeah, and I mean, considering like your, uh, you know, hillbilly roots, mm. you, would, <laughs> you would be fucked if you grew up somewhere there. Well, would I? Wouldn't that help me? Like... I mean, if I just randomly shout some uh, racial slur like every fifteen minutes, do you think I would have like more of a chance of being, you know, treated decently? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it depends. Hey, I'm sorry, officer. I was just breaking into this car to, you know, uh, Heil Hitler, I guess. <laughs> mm, true, true. It might, it might save you. But uh, yeah, Derek Chauvin, the murderer. Oh, it feels. Good to be able to say that and have the law backing us. Uh, yeah, he's going to prison. Uh, I'm very curious to see how long. Uh, how do you think prison's going to be for him? I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, people like him, and by people like him, I mean cops, get sent to, like, what do you special mean? places. What do you mean, his people? <laughs> uh, considering, like, you know... People in jail probably have, you know, a certain feelings when it comes to cops. Yeah, uh, so, I so doubt he, he's going to see the general population. He's he probably going to be, you know, I'm not going to say necessarily well off, but, you know. Dude, he's he, going to be he, treated like... He's not going to experience, like, the true brutality of American prisons that many of, like, you know, that maybe even, you know, Floyd got to experience when he was in jail. I'll put it this way. Uh, Derek Cho, this murderer is going to be treated uh, kind of like we're treating our domestic terrorist here in Norway. Uh, the guy who massacred the people on Utøya, uh, which is pretty well. Yeah, he's going to be comfortable, is what I'm saying. Uh, this is just me pointing out how very, very comfortable you are in Norwegian prisons. I mean, he's probably going to be even more comfortable because, like, you know, the worst part for, you know, Breivik is the fact that he's kind of in isolation because he's the only person or A, they're afraid that, you know, people are going to try and murder him if they get in contact, but also, you know, B, he's like on extreme high security levels. Mm. 
And I don't think he'll serve the same kind of isolation because, you know, <laughs> criminal cops, that's not something new in America. <laughs> well, new in prison. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. <laughs> He's like the abominable snowman of prison. Wait, they exist? Uh-huh. Cops end up in prison? My God. Uh, but yeah, I- I'm thinking minimum security, pretty comfortable. I mean, sure, he'll wear an orange jumpsuit, uh, but I don't think he's... He's probably not going to work for the police again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a leap of logic. I, I mean, mean, have you... Kind of, but... Can you do that if you have a record? I wouldn't put money on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, have you seen the uh, Have you seen the video of? Um, uh, th- there's a video on the internet of a sheriff who he recorded a video that he sent out to all his officers, where he basically said that, "Hey, uh, I just want to make sure that none of our officers are, you know, caught up in anything, you know, anything bad for them." Uh, so. I just want to make sure that you all know that, and and, did you, and I want to make sure that you make sure that you go into your personal records and delete anything, you know, that looks bad for you. So he just told his officers to, hey, go into your, you know, your record and uh, uh, basically wipe your slate clean. That's uh, practical. That's, yeah, uh, it's fucking insane, but <laughs> this is America. Indeed. So, uh, what else are you thinking? I mean, I'm thinking what I was originally going to start saying when we started the episode that, I mean, he kind of had to get convicted. If they did not convict him, shit would, shit would happen, to put it simply. And it's nice getting him behind bars because law and order. But I feel like the problem here... and. This might not be how it happens in America, but when I read, you know, a couple of articles in Norway about this, they had this very much, um, you know, it feels like, you know, a Barack Obama moment. Mm. Like, you know, we arrested this guy, so we solved this problem. There was like, you know, one of the... Racism not a thing anymore. One of the op-eds I read, you know, said that, you know, this proves that, you know, the American justice system think that black lives matter and i thought like they they obviously thought that that was like a really good punchline to end on Mm. but if we look at the american justice system it's very obviously that they do not there are many people who choked unarmed people to death that are walking free still serving at their whatever police force they're on and you know not outcry not video evidence or anything made sure that they got convicted yeah, I, like you bring up, I think the big question here is, will this conviction be the benchmark that will, you know, start a reform when it comes to, maybe not a reform, will this set the standard for how these uh, these cases will be dealt with in the future? Yeah. Or will this just be that one that one incident where they go, hey... You can have this. Yeah, you can have this guy. Like, you like know. will this just be once and then they will go back to, you know, normal? Uh, that's a big question. Will this change things for the future or will this just be that one time where justice was actually served against these people? Uh, and I think I know what we're both thinking. Yeah. Yeah, which is that, yeah. Uh, 
I think the people on top are thinking right now that, okay, we'll give them Chauvin and, you know, maybe we'll give them the three other people who helped kill Floyd. Uh, maybe. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, we'll... The issue will be dead by... <laughs> a bad choice of words. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, next time, we're going to see the same shit we've been seeing before. And, by all means, America's a big place. Lots of different states, slightly different laws, even though I'm pretty sure that, you know, murder is illegal in all 50 states. Um, so, you know, how things are interpreted, how standards are set are, of course, gonna vary. But if we can't put the police officers that kills people, not like, you know, in a split second decision with a gun, but, you know, over the duration of 10 minutes choking them out on camera, in front of people, while the people saying he's getting suffocated, himself is telling that he's getting suffocated. If that cannot be a standard that can be held, you know, what the fuck will law system do you even have? Yeah, you yeah. have a law system. Yeah, like, what will it take to... You know, to convict to, someone. To, to put things, you know, more simply. This is something, you know, we would expect from, like you know, third world country that doesn't have integrity, that you can bribe the system, that, you know, having these kinds of power uh, positions gives you no accountability, which, let's be honest, that's kind of what America is at this point. Yeah, speaking of accountability, because, uh, speaking of accountability, uh, that's what you bring up there is important not just you know in not just nationally in domestically in america but for the rest of the world as well because look at the what are the uh, you know the superpowers of the world today it's china arguably russia i guess depending uh, on uh, the, they're not that big you know but yeah these let, true symbols of human say, rights but let's say china russia and who else the usa and for most of the, you know, Western European nations, for example, where <laughs> we're situated, uh, the USA is kind of like the, the leading example, the example we kind of follow by. And uh, if we're going to be allied with such a country, speaking for Norway here, uh, I think we should be, you know, holding them accountable to the standards of justice uh, not just you know each country's uh, constitution and you know uh, book of laws but like when this kind of shit happens uh, we we the rest of the world needs we need to hold them accountable yeah it's uh, like you know for instance you know our friendships are based on several things our you know shared humor our um, silly jokes us agreeing that we shouldn't murder unarmed black people, you know, it wouldn't be a problem if you would change your mind on that. Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, we're lucky, because we're, we're white. We're yes. very, very white. So white. <laughs> uh, so if we went to America, I mean, I've been there once. It was awesome. Much, much more pleasant experience than I thought. Um, but if we went there and I... 
I mean, if I was black or even if I was just traveling with a black friend or just yeah. anyone non-white really, doesn't have to be black, uh, I would not feel safe because I know that all around me there are, you know, psychopaths with guns and unrestricted power and freedom to use it. And that sets a terrible, terrible standard for the rest of the world when the USA is in such a leadership position. I mean, it's kind of absurd in a way. You know, I used to like very loosely know this guy, which I'm not going to say that he was racist, but he's the kind of guy that like, if you heard him speak or, you know, he said some of his opinions, you could probably very easily think that he was racist or like, you know, is he joking or is he serious or is he joking, but really serious. And, you know, even he started talking about, you know, I didn't know him well enough to like answer this question, but he started talking about, you know, a point where because he was an exchange student uh, in America for a year and talking about his experience when he was out with a friend who happened to be black and they got pulled over by the police. And how <laughs> radically different they were treated, you know. Uh, the, the black guy was dragged out, down, you know, face the pavement, hand, you know, truly manhandled. Well, well he, you know, he was sitting there and they were like, so how are you doing, sir? And, you know, all these kinds of things. And I'm thinking like, you know... Oh, you're Norwegian? We love <laughs> Norwegians. You're like the whitest people ever. Yeah. And it's, like I said, I'm not saying he's a racist... But when you can have those people that, you know, a lot of people probably think could be racist, and even they're like, oh, yeah, black people are treated like animals. Yeah, and, uh, you know, speak. I, I know what friend you're thinking of, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's... I'm actually not thinking of him, because if it was him, I could oh. answer more clearly. But he oh. has a friend who's kind of like him, which, oh, you know, okay. I was meeting at that point. Okay, because a lot of those people, those kinds of people you're describing, they're people who might not be racist, but who engage maybe too often in racial humor and, you know, racist humor maybe. But yeah, if it's the wrong person, yeah, then I should just shut al up. Also has, you know, backgrounds where they have, might have been told some racist things mm. growing up. But it's, you know, <clears throat> I feel like it's such a good example that, you know, even people, you know, complaining about, you know, SJWs or complaining about, you know, police not getting to do their job or complaining about, you know, you know, black and whites having the same right for, you know, many decades and there's not being a problem. You put them in such an, you know, scenarios like this with their experience and they're like, oh shit. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think that goes for, uh, uh, I think that goes for any kind of, you know, prejudice, uh, be it racist or, well, based on anything, really. Prejudice, the, the enemy of prejudice is, you know, experience or contact, you know. Knowledge. Yeah, once you get exposed personally to, you know, whatever you're fearing or hating, you usually mellow out a but, bit. Uh, speaking of prejudice, I think it's... Unless you hate billionaires like us. <laughs> In which case you... Last time I checked, hate, hate money is not a race. No, but corporations are people, apparently, so... <laughs> Fuck people. Uh, anyway, what I, I was going to say about prejudice... Yeah. It's easy for us to say, you know, like... Ah, America is crazy, because... America's crazy. 
But I think it's important to remember that like these things happen here and they seemingly tend to go under the radar. Something I've been noticing the last couple of years is there seems to be a higher amount of Norwegian police using their weapons, killing people. And mostly it happens to be people who probably are having, you know, a, I'm not going to like, you know, medically term all them, but, you know, having some sort of psychotic breakdown. Uh, there, there was recently, you know, an investigation by the police when they went into an apartment because some guy had set his own apartment on fire and he was, uh, you know, obviously not well. And he was holding a knife and by all means, I wasn't there, but it doesn't seem like he was using the knife in a threatening way. He was just, you know, holding the knife and not dropping the knife when the police told him so. And, you know, they ask him once, they ask him twice, they riddle him with bullets and conclusion is that's okay hmm. and i think it says something about what sort of society you're building if those kinds of things are tolerated by all means i'm not saying you know people with knives can't be dangerous as we said earlier the, they very clearly are but the, uh, the the 16 year old that were trying to stab somebody else before she was shot but i, I think there's a it seems these days that there's some willingness of using force in situation where they're not needed or using a type of force in which you could have been used something else. Like if the guys or gal isn't instantly going to kill someone, you should be able to, you know, in, in addition to the gun you're bringing, have a taser, which you could take and, you know, taste the guy. Like sure. There's probably, you know, a handful of people who can, you know, action hero style endure the taser but like what if you taste this guy instead he falls on the floor he loses his knife he keeps his life yeah i mean that's the point of having a partner so you can pull out your taser and try to tase them and if that doesn't work then your partner they're in the clear to shoot them but but i mean it doesn't even have to you know end in death it's it's not just uh, it's not just uh, shooting shootings that are becoming more common but also just police violence and abuse of power like uh, this past summer you know in the middle of the floyd riots and shit uh there was this guy i think we mentioned it in an earlier episode maybe but anyway there was this guy uh, who was arrested on drug offenses and yeah he was selling drugs and the cops wanted to they wanted him to give up his other dealers and his suppliers that kind of thing uh, and he initially accepted and said yeah uh, uh no wait what they wanted him to do was give up the uh, login information to his snapchat account and instagram account you know the accounts he'd been using to uh sell drugs known criminal places instagram and snapchat yeah man, that's true i mean i know tons of people who sell drugs on on those services yeah it's very common uh, and smart because, you know, Snapchat deletes all the chats and stuff. Uh, and if you're an old man like me, apparently, that's, yeah, I, I can't use Snapchat. By the time I finish writing my message, I forget what message I'm writing. Anyway, they wanted him to give up his login information and he accepted and wrote it down on a note. Then he immediately regretted it and 
decided to crumple up the note and refused to give it up. And there were two police officers in the room, uh, and one of them uh, got up and put the guy, he started strangling the guy. He attacked him, you know, assaulted him. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this before or, you know, if people remember it. So I just want to make clear that when Andy is saying in the room, he means at the police station oh, oh, yeah. in an interrogation yeah, room. This, this is w- not like, you know, he could run away with this sort of shit. He's already behind bars. Oh, yeah. He's sitting in an interrogation interrogation room in a police station. There are cameras that, you know, like, even if he, you know, chose to, you know, eat this piece of paper and they would never see it again, like, they could read it from the cameras. Yeah. And, and also, uh, it's just... Well, yeah, anyway, the... The cop, he put him in a fucking stranglehold and started assaulting him because, you know, he wanted to force him to give up that information. Yeah, and so uh, that falls under the definition of torture. His partner did not try to stop her? Yeah, his partner did nothing. She just told the guy to lay still and stop resisting. And, Why are you resisting? And this was in Norway. Yeah. Where we're, I think most Norwegians think of Norwegian police as very, you know, mild and yeah, mellow. Like, and there's, like, if you log in on YouTube or if you not log in on YouTube, like, all YouTube has to go on is, like, some simple metadata that, you know, for instance, for us, it would be like, oh, these guys are Norwegians, so we're gonna throw them some rando... Wait, what are you talking about? Now, if you go on YouTube and you don't log in, yeah. you just go on YouTube, uh, they will, you know, you get, you know, not your curtailed videos based on what you've been watched, because if you go in and haven't used the computer, they don't know anything about you except the fact that your IP address says that you're in Norway. So they're going to give you videos that are like very general and something based on the fact that maybe this is a popular Norwegian video. And one of those videos that tends to come if you do that is is one clip from, I'm not sure what kind of TV show it was, but like basically Norwegian police arresting a drunk guy, being super polite and nice about it. So like, you know, one of the biggest, you know, Norwegian videos, it feels like in terms of like what you can find on YouTube is literally like, look how nice their police are compared to ours in America. Okay, I I get it now. Uh, But I honestly think that you don't even have to, you know, I mean, YouTube algorithms be damned. I mean, if you just, whether you log in or not, if you just Google... Uh, or search for on YouTube, Norwegian police, the, I think the top results are going to be, you know, uh, hey, look at these Norwegian police officers dancing. They made, hey, they made a parody of the uh, What Does the Fox Say video. That's a, that's a popular one. Pretty sure you get that shit in America too, but yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I remember there was a viral video of, you know, Norwegian police making a parody of the... Uh, uh, Ulvis song, uh, What Does the Fox Say? And there's another one where they ha- are having a snowball fight with some kids. Uh, or uh, another one where... The, yeah, I mean, the point is, most people's impression of impressions of Norwegian police is, you know, the gentle, uh, professional, and, you know, uh, law-abiding <laughs> police officer. When that's more and more uh, not the case. And... Like we said, it's America sets a really bad example that is being followed by other countries. And, yeah, I mean, ever since Trump was elected, you immediately saw the effects on certain Norwegian politicians. 
you know, our far-right politicians, they, they started using some seriously, it, it was like, yeah, it was, it was a real, it was very much a mask-off moment. Yeah, like, oh, we can say this shit now. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, Cheeto Hitler is just standing there and saying he doesn't like brown people and Muslims. This is awesome. We just, we can say the same kind of shit, just, you know, more adult-like. So yeah, we immediately got like our most rotten old fuckwads from the far right, Carly Hagen. May you rest in the dirt. Ugh, motherfucker. He's still he running. Never... He's still running. Ugh, rotten old shit. Anyway, people like him uh, came out and like, yeah, the, they, they basically just stopped censoring themselves. And that has negative effects on things. You know, you, you brought up how many more incidents of, you know, police violence and abuse there have been in just these last few years. And this is a trend that's going to keep continuing if we allow our closest allies to execute justice the way America is doing. Because... I mean, they're doing more of the execute and very less of the yeah, justice. There's more execution than there is justice. But, yeah, like... I mean, I know I shit a lot on our current government and, you know, our prime minister can go... I mean, they have worked really hard to deserve it. <sighs> yeah, and our, our prime minister can go die in a dumpster fire for all I care. Uh, but it's a really serious thing that everyone should be concerned with. The fact that I've never heard our politicians uh, from either side of the, you know, political spectrum... Uh, go out and, you know, seriously criticize the way the USA uh, runs itself, you know, the way their criminal justice system works. And I think that's insane, because if you lived in a neighborhood and your neighbor had swastikas on their walls or, you know, had dead animals hanging from their fences, you'd probably go over there and like, hey, are you okay? This, uh, you know... There's some argument that you might not even risk doing that. Yeah, like, why do you have you know severed dog heads in your front yard? This isn't okay. Start and stop threatening people and stop. You know, you would tell them to stop. Is my point. And we're not doing that. When has anyone ever stood up and said that? Hey, uh, America, get your shit together. This is monstrous. Because that's what it is. The way. People are being treated in the USA. It's monstrous. It's the way monsters behave. And I mean, yeah, but like, like you had America being caught with their pants down, listening in on the highest officials of government in Germany, and they basically just went, eh, okay, <laughs> because you know that's that's a power din dynamic. Yeah, but that needs to change. Because what's the point in the, uh, why would we elect? Uh, Ah, fuck, I don't know where I'm going with this. The point is, this needs to change. We need politicians here in Norway, in uh, Germany, in France, in Luxembourg, in, even in fucking Denmark. <laughs> you lowland people. <laughs> Are you sure you're uh, people? Filthy Danes. Yeah. And I'm looking at you too, Swedes. Once I find a decent insult, I'm coming for you. You, just, you, you know. beautiful blonde idiots. <laughs> but yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see where this goes, you know, domestically in America. Will they get their shit together and start actually putting these killers in prison? Or are they going to go back to normal? 
Because yeah. if they go back to normal, then we need to, you know, sack up and take responsibility. We need to start actually telling them that, hey, you are one of our closest, you are the most powerful ally we have, and you're behaving like a fucking monster. You know, that, that's a problem in all of this, like, you know, I don't want to say, like, liberal justice, but, you know, a lot of this critique that don't hit, you know, the systematic level of this and, you know, the grassroots problems, so to speak, tends to lead in this situation where you get, like, you know, something bad happens and then either, you know, somebody accepts responsibility or gets turned into a scapegoat and... The narrative is then that the problem is solved when that's just, you know, the biggest case that were impossible to be overlooked. And all the other cases, you know, just keeps on happening. And this is not a unique problem or a new problem in America. It's been happening for, I mean, is, is there any time it hasn't been happening? Yeah, we're talking decades. Like, there's probably like, you know, runes written on stone somewhere when black people were being shot unarmed with muskets. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, uh, the Civil War, <laughs> you don't have to go yeah. further. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, the other three, uh, in addition to Derek Chauvin, the murderer, uh, there were three other police officers uh, who were standing by and, you know... Uh, Not doing a very good job policing and upholding law and justice in the moment. I mean, they were... They were helping him murder a dude. They kept people away, threatened them with weapons, and, you know, said Backing that... up their gang. If you try to interfere in this murder, we're gonna kill you, or arrest you. Uh, and I'm wondering, what do you think is gonna happen to them? You think they'll get convicted at all? I think they'll get convicted, but I think they will get convicted on a fairly, like, low charge. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm thinking obstruction of justice, or, you know, failure to... Uh, yeah, this is probably... It's something like... Failure to uphold your professional duty, something. Uh, basically, you failed to do your job, so you lose your job. Now go away and be quiet and be happy we treated you this nicely. I mean, I, expe I expect them to get jail time, but I ex expect so? more months than years. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, I can see that. Because uh, I think they're, I think they, I mean, and when I say they, I mean the, the, what do you say? Not the government, the, the criminal... Justice system? Yeah, the criminal justice system. I think they're thinking very hard on <laughs> what to do with these other three because I think they realize that, hey, we need to just cut this Chauvin guy loose and convict him, just full-on convict him of murder. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the other three. Be because it would um, set a precedent that is quite different, you know, like with Chauvin getting convicted of this murder, you're essentially saying that... If you were to choke an unarmed, uh, I guess, would you call him prisoner when they just arrested him? I'm not sure, detainee. Oh, and, um, oh, uh, like, you know, but I mean, like, you're choking him, you're getting filmed, people are trying to interfere, he's begging for his life, but you're still doing it, and that's not okay. That is essentially what's, you know, the line that's drawn here. But if you put the other three in jail as well, you're saying that, if somebody are acting out of line, acting in a way that could kill somebody, or killing somebody literally, you're responsible as well if you don't interfere. Mm. And that would be an important precedent.
precedent and standard to set. Yeah, that's actually more important, I think, than this because everyone, you know, even the people who don't want, don't, didn't want uh, Derek Chauvin, the murderer, to be convicted, even the people who didn't want him convicted, they would still say, uh, yeah, murderers should be put in prison. They, they agree on that. They just don't agree that he murdered George Floyd. But everyone can pretty much agree that, yeah, a murderer, if you commit a murder, you're, you should go to prison. But these other three who helped by, you know, not doing anything to stop him and, you know, well, they as, did As more. well as basically doing crowd control, because if they weren't there, there's a bigger chance that, you know, some of the people, like we talked about earlier, yeah. might have tried to interfere. Yeah, I mean, they facilitated a murder. They did that. But like you said, I think you're absolutely right. I think... The, the debate around those other three is going to be much, much fiercer than what we've seen around Chauvin because what he did is hard to defend. I mean, even for the people who choose to defend him. I mean, apparently not because they're, well, yeah, they're but, quite delusional. Yeah, but still, you, you can't get away from the fact that, hey, we have him on video for nine minutes standing on someone's neck while people said, even the person he murdered said, hey, I'm dying here. And so it's... It's hard to, you know, argue too many of the points on that. But when it comes to the other three who just stood by, uh, I think the debate is going to be much fiercer in that, uh, yeah, I think there will be more anger because, especially from the police unions, because if there is one thing police unions know to, know to do, it's to protect their members at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but... I hate, there's a union I hate, and it's the police union in the USA. I'm usually a big fan of unions, uh, all power to them, but the, the police union in the USA is a surprisingly strong one, and it needs to burn. Uh, but I think that a lot I of think... cops are going to be nervous if yeah. these three end up also seeing actual prison time. Because that means that, yeah... Because uh, this this comes back to you know the the central problem of the law enforcement situation in the USA. It's not just that individual cops are committing murder, stealing, uh, framing people for crimes, uh, being, raping people, being a part uh, of drug rings. Yeah, I mean it's not just the people who do that. It's the fact that ev almost every other cop beside them is standing by and doing nothing while being very aware of what's happening. They're actively helping to protect these people, these serious criminals. You know, it's the classic quote of all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Yeah, and, you know, U.S. law enforcement is a perfect example of that. And, uh, you know, the saying goes, uh, you know, a few bad apples... And people usually don't usually don't finish that saying because it's a few bad apples spoil the barrel, yeah. and the barrel of U.S. law enforcement has been spoiled for decades. It's a rotting, festering mess, and I think if all the other apples see <laughs> these three apples getting, you know, tossed out or tossed in a bin, prison, uh, I think there's going to be a fierce debate. <laughs> Let's. Put it like that. Hashtag uh, put them in the bin. I want to see that trending. And I also want to point out that 
uh, even that, because that's very likely that we'll get, you know, a fierce debate regarding those three and, you know, regarding the don't stand by and allow this to happen, that question. Uh, but when it I mean, it's really ridiculous because in any other profession, if you take me, for example, a teacher. Uh, no, but like, fuck uh, the profession comparison. Like, if you go out and I go out with you, and you do like crime shit, and I just stand there watching, don't call the police, don't do nothing, and just, you know, like, legally, I have technically committed crimes as well in the eyes of the law. Being there, not doing anything, not interfering, not contacting, you know, just like, you know, that's criminal. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, that's for regular people. These people are police. They're supposed to uphold the law. We... They should have at least the same standard as us when it comes to the law. Yeah, I mean, the they wield extraordinary power and authority. And they have, they have so much power over the lives of others. And the reason they have so much power and authority over the rest of us is because they are expected to wield it responsibly. And, you know, if you look at this situation, like you said... If you, if you were just standing by and watching someone commit a serious crime uh, here in Norway, that's a crime. Just standing by is a crime. I don't know the specifics of the U.S. Code of Justice, but I'm assuming that might be a crime in America as well. But if, if you just break it down and, you know, move it to another professional like my own, a school teacher, if... If it came out that I was aware that one of my colleagues was you know, beating a child or you know, abusing one of their students and I did nothing, uh, first of all, I would be set fire. <laughs> they would set fire to me in the streets, but I would lose my job. I might even go to prison. I mean, people have been losing their jobs and maybe not going to prison. I mean, we've had a few cases here in Norway of uh, kids being abused at home. Uh, there was one big case like 10 years ago or something. Uh, a boy who was killed by his stepfather and mother. And the school knew about it, what was happening, but didn't do anything. The abuse part, not the killing, I assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, they knew about the abuse, uh, but they chose to do nothing. And a lot of those people, I think, got... There were consequences. That's my yeah. point. And, you know, you can do this with any profession, really, but especially in a profession where you wield so much power and authority it's extremely important that we hold them to a higher standard. Yeah, and even if we take, you know, the example in another way, let's say, you know, you and me, we go out, you do your criming again. If I am then a police officer on the job or off the job, like, doesn't matter, like, you're still on the job. You, sh you can't, you know, just look the other way when it fits you. No. And especially here when it's like, you know, one of their own. Also, you have an obligation as just a citizen, regardless of what, you can be a homeless dude, you can be a, you can be a, okay, <laughs> I almost said you can be a fucking cat, but you have a, if you're a citizen, you have a responsibility to, you know, take care of your fellow man. And yeah, that's just, it's just not happening in, in the USA, uh, within the justice system there. And I mean taking care of their fellow man is, uh, well, isn't actually America's greatest strength. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, anything else we should say about this? I mean, like we said, the sentencing I, I th is I in about two weeks. 
I think we should make, you know, an appeal. We should try to reach, you know, the deep hearts in all of this and try to say that, you know, please stop doing crime, police <laughs> officers. That's that's bad. Crime's bad. Okay. Stop stop doing the crime. It would help them all. Maybe, you know, we should have like courses for them where they can go and they can be told not to crime anymore. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe then we'll we'll get a better world. Yeah. Stop doing crime. Controversial opinion right there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll just have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens when the next black person is murdered by a police officer. Uh, I guess the bright side uh, of that is that we won't have to wait that long. <laughs> I'm sure they it's will... probably happened while we played in this. Yeah. While we record this, they probably did it again. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's yeah, so that's, crazy. Oh, and that's, that's a dark joke. Uh, but if you're not doing crime, do you know what you could do instead, Andy? You can subscribe. Yes. Subscribe or to our podcast, or people. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Because we're doing more stuff now. Yeah. So, stuff. So, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, and if you liked it, leave a review. If you didn't like it, uh, just scream into a pillow. Yeah, or and tweet at us on our Twitter and we'll hopefully get it constructively and improve. Yeah, our info's in the description. And yeah, uh, one thing I'd like to ask for when it comes to, you know, feedback from our from our loyal fans mm. <laughs> is that we tend to be pretty united on our opinion. We, we pretty much agree on yes. most things, uh, which makes for, you know, a slightly less exciting discussion sometimes. So I would love to get some opposing viewpoints from other people. Uh, yeah, so if you listen to this and thought that, hey, these guys are morons, uh, first of all, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but uh, we'd like to hear from you. Tell us why you disagree, because that's a fun thing to debate, and it makes us smarter. Yes. Which we need. <laughs> so Level up. Yeah. So please, send us your feedback, whatever it may be. And also... If you have ideas for what kind of segments you would like us to talk about, oh, tell yeah. us that. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what to talk about. That's great. Um, okay. Mm. I think we're good. Yep. All right. Bye, people. Bye. Bye.